This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. Hello and welcome to episode 252 of the Hooniverse podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Glucker. I actually said my full name for once. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why. I always well, you're, you're strangely formal this week. You are in your tuxedo. Hello, sir. Hello. Sir. Good evening, sir. Good evening. How are it's you, been, Chris- Christopher? I am well. I am well. Um, um, I don't know your middle name, so I can't use it. It's Philip. Okay. So it's, it's somewhat regal. <laughs> it's re- yes, it's regal. Uh, I, I'll call you Philip for the rest of the show. You can call me Alan. Okay. Um, my initials, by the way, are JAG. So uh, mine are Sapir. And my brothers are AMG. Uh, okay. And my parents aren't car people. So totally unexpected. Uh, we're going to kick this one old school. First, I want to say something. Uh, our, a friend of the show is visiting us. He's not on a mic because he just, he just came here to relax. Francois is visiting us from Belgium, and he brought... Um, Beer made in a European style brewed in America. Is that correct? It's called Madame Rose. It's from, it's a Goose Island, Madame Rose, oh, sorry. Uh, Madame Rose from Goose Island. It's a 2016 release Belgian style wild ale, a wild ale aged in wine barrels with cherries, alluring aromas of sour cherry spice and wood made by Goose Island Beer Company in Chicago. I can smell it from over here and I'm a good six feet away. It's delicious. It doesn't smell like beer. It's no, this wouldn't smell like beer. Uh, this, I mean, it smells like like a. Well, if you drink enough sour cherry Belgian style shit, it's as we like, all do, right? right? Um, no, anytime you do cherry and sour, it's just a really good flavor pairing. Um, so, well, aren't there about a billion mixed drinks based on that flavor pairing? Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Oh, um, it's uh, so. Thank you, Francois, for bringing the beer. Um, so we're gonna get to the news. Like I said, let's kick this old school. Let's have a little bit of. Um, I got a. I got an angry letter after. So it was you and Manuel last episode, and then before that, it was us at Four Sons, where that was even two episodes, three episodes ago. It was two. It, well, yeah, two episodes back. Before. I got an angry email from someone who just like. I feel like they never listen to the show, and I could be wrong, but yeah. they just like I know on that show we were bitching. I was bitching about a lot of things. You were a little but cranky, that's like, but that's okay. But that's I mean, we it's not like we've never done that. No, we've we've weak vetch from every every now and then. So uh, they were they just were like calling me out for being a baby, basically, and I am. So I don't know. I didn't think there was anything new though. Um, but whatever, we're gonna kick this with a more traditional Hooniverse podcast style, which is. Yeah. Start with the news. So, and, and if you're noticing a little audio difference, again, we're kind of on a temporary rig just because I have not even been in the new place for a month yet. And, oh, yeah. We're at New Casa de Chris. Yeah. Uh, and it will be set up probably for next week. Um, so, uh, and I'm also, and this is kind of out there, but I'm almost thinking about throwing up a GoFundMe because I got to buy a bunch of equipment. So, I don't know that I want to necessarily foot it all for a show that we don't really make money on. Right. Um so. Yeah, let me keep me posted on that, um, and let me know what I can do to help as well. Um, and also, when we do have the studio set up in here, we are going to add a video component to the podcast, so stay tuned for that. Yep. Um, I guess that's kind of the way to start the news, because that's kind of news. But real automotive news, Aston Martin today 
have announced they're doing an AMR version of the repeat. Yes. Um, so AMR is basically they take things they learn from the race team and they add some styling and they juice it up a bit. Uh, the, the cool thing here with the repeat is they're using the um, – so the repeat doesn't yet have the 5.2, the twin turbo. Oh, it's still on the old motor. And it's keeping it for this. Uh, so it's five. It's six, well, nearly six liters, 5.9 liters. It's always right. been nearly six liters. V12, naturally aspirated, so it's going to sound awesome. 580 horse, 465 torque. It's basically the same engine as the Vantage GT12. Can we call this basically the swan song for that motor? Or? Uh, Is this the last one? I would be shocked if this winds up in anything else. Um, yeah, this has to be the swan song. You know song. why? I bet they're doing we will, it. It's because they probably don't need to re. They probably don't need to retest for emissions. Well, because they, they're also doing though the Vantage V six hundred, which is a special final run of the last Vantage, not yeah. the new Vantage, and that gets that as well. Um, so they're they're both kind of the swan. It's song. kind of an economy thing where they're a small factory and they can't. You have a bunch of these producing. engines left over. Well, um, they can't. They you can't justify producing two different engines for no. You know. So this is basically the same engine that went into the Vantage GT12, which is a Vantage that we didn't get here because it was just like a slightly more hardcore V12 Vantage. Yeah. So that's cool. Zero to 60 is uh, 4.3 seconds, which is good for a very heavy sedan. That fucker's heavy. Yeah, because I think that's like 4,500 pounds or something like that. Uh, I forget if it's 4,300 or 4,800. Like it's somewhere in that swing. I'm going to just stick with 45. Because it's, yeah, middle. no, it's it's a good idea. Uh, you'll win the showcase showdown. Top speed is 205. So, you know, that's fast. very good numbers. It has nearly 16-inch carbon ceramic brakes. Uh, the fronts are nearly 16 It sounds inch. like they're gunning for the Panamera. Yeah, but the Panamera is, is like this is how it always is. I am an unabashed Aston Martin, Aston Martin Homer. Like I love them even with all their oh, problems. It's, it's probably the prettiest sedan ever produced. Um, but the but like so like I know that almost every Aston Martin will typically lose to the equivalent Porsche, and so like the Rapide is no exception. Especially like if you ever get a chance to sit in the back of a Rapide, it's terrible. Sitting up front is great. The back yeah. seat is. It's no, 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 no. They're bad. not built for adults. No, um, it's built for two spoiled. But rich when I when I say bastards. gunning for, gunning for the Panamera, I don't necessarily mean that it's exactly a match performance. Sure, because the Panamera is just a monster. Right. But I think that in kind of mind share in a certain segment of the market, that's like, oh, I can have the prettiest sedan ever produced, right. or I can have the this... arguably probably. Better, but you know, Ugly. not as interesting. Porsche. Yeah, right. Uh, Two hundred forty thousand dollars to start, so who not cheap? Um, but it, I mean, it's an Aston Martin; it shouldn't be cheap. Um, so hopefully, we get our hands on that sometime in the future. Um, that'll be fun. That, that's a that's a good. It I like sounds it. like a good sounds like a good uh, car to, to to shoot with a baby seat in the back, or not it's, baby, but it's, child seat. It's. I think I've put a baby seat in the back of a Rapide, and it's actually really difficult because that's like that's how little room there is back there. Because uh, baby seats are huge. Yeah. Um, but um, whatever. We will find out. I hope we get to find out. Uh, the other option is that you can just roll your child up in like a in like a, a gym mat yeah. and put them in the back seat, and right. then they're and protected. Seat belt it. Yeah. No, I like exactly. that. That's a good idea. Um, now moving to more virtual news. E3 is this weekend in. During the week, too. Yep. Uh, I did the Xbox, Xbox briefing the other nice. day. Nice. Um, Forza Horizon 4. It's very pretty. Yeah, it is pretty. Uh, full 4K 60 frames a second on the Xbox One X. Yeah, which is kind of to be expected. That's kind of the status quo there. Right. Now. 
Um, I Dynamic think weather? Yes. That's very cool. So the, for those of you who haven't heard the series, so Horizon is their open-world, more arcade-style game. The first game was in Colorado. The second game was in northern Italy, southern France. And then the third game was in Australia. So now it's moving to the United Kingdom, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the Australia game was a lot of fun. Well, you could just... If any you needed to get A to B, you, you could just go straight. Like take an off road oh, yeah, vehicle. Yeah, no. and My go favorite straight. thing to do in that game was to see what cars I could get stuck in trees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um in this in the UK one you're gonna see how quickly you can mow down goats. Uh, sheep and goats in field. Oh yeah, sheep I mean, I think that you should probably just have a it's too bad, like they need to do a whales expansion pack just so you can drive by Chris Harris's house and throw things at it. Nice. Yeah. Uh I mean I wouldn't be surprised if that is something they they would surprise us with. So the dynamic weather is gonna be amazing um because the UK has very dynamic weather. So in the summer it's hot and sunny, and then when winter comes, lakes will freeze over and you'll be able to drive on them, accessing new areas of the game. And then the other thing that I think is crazy is it's full world gameplay. So like Yes. So you're playing against people who are actually online. Yes. It's not like drive avatars, right? It's like these people are It's it's okay, so drive avatars are you have you can have like multiple people like actually in the world, but like they're scaling that up and they're not going to put every player in the world in the game at the same time. I mean, that's how they were making it sound. That's how they're making it sound, but from a logistics standpoint and from like a network management standpoint, like and of course that's where my actual expertise lies, right. not in actually automotive stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um like, it's almost impossible to really do that and make it manageable. Right. That said, I think they're going to have a shit ton in there. But realistically, if you put all the Forza players in there, it'd probably be equal to the population of the UK actually driving. Maybe, yeah. Um, but the, the, there's going to be over 450 cars. The cover car, or at least the, the star car of the trailer, is the McLaren Senna. Which is pretty cool. As it should be for the UK. Yeah, and in that trailer, there's a couple other random things mixed in. But then, to keep it British, they did... Um, there was a Jag F-Type, an Aston Martin Vulcan, um, and there was an MGB GT. So there's some cool stuff mixed in there. So it, th this could be a fun one. Forza Horizon, fun, Forza Horizon 4 is fun as long as you realize it's an arcade-style game. I actually like the Horizon games more than I like the core. Well, it's just, it's just you just have more fun, really, is what it it's, is. It's screwing around. It's not so serious. Whereas, like, if you sit down to play regular Forza, right. it's like, it's okay, like I'm getting out like my, my wheel that's over right. here. But, like, Horizon, I have no problem just sitting back in the chair with a controller and, like, fucking around. Now, speaking of the wheel, I just discovered a, a new-to-me YouTube channel. This YouTuber, this British guy named Jimmy Broadbent, um, he he has a couple hundred thousand, maybe 200, I don't know. He has a couple hundred thousand subscribers, but he just, he turns out a lot of content playing um, various driving games. And mm -hmm. he's really fucking good at them. But the whole time he's doing it, he's talking and so it's he did a lap of the Isle of Man, the, the you know the the Snaffles course in that Red Bull Turismo X, the, mm -hmm. you know the one that was only possible in a video game. Um, and he's doing this lap, and he's he's talking while he's doing it, which is wildly impressive. Uh, and not crashing the car, he did a lap of the Nurburgring in that car in under five minutes or something like that um but yeah. then he just he just plays all of the, so he'll play bmng he'll play f1 he'll play basically all of the different games out there and and he's mildly entertaining um but he's just really good like say it's a formula one race weekend whatever the pole or the winning time the fastest lap was he'll go back and try to see if he can beat that lap and he, if he doesn't he's like right there there is this video that blew my mind a while ago it was like a three or four year old japanese girl and her father had set her up with gran turismo 
and she was flawless around every single track. Damn. And like the cat would come over and be brushing up against her and she'd like pet the pet cat, the cat yeah. while still doing an absolutely perfect lap. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm thinking what I'm I think what I'm saying is is you need to get the sim set up so Sloan can play. Oh, that's a good idea. I do want one. Um I just it's where am I gonna store it? I would find a place. But uh, that I do one's want that's not too bad. That folding up like that. No, that's not, not too bad. bad. That's that's a pretty good one because you can sit on the couch with that one. Right. Um no, yeah, I, I should get something like that. I had one like that years ago, um, but I, I sold it because it was collecting dust, and I felt bad. I got that stand for Christmas like a couple years ago. They're not horribly expensive. They're like like 120 bucks. Right. No, that's so. not bad at all. Uh, now, back to real cars. Um, Ford has updated the Shelby GT350 for 2019. Yep. So it's getting it's, – it's no power upgrades because that engine's already rad as fuck. Well, um, the big one's tires. Yeah, tires. So it's moving from Super Sports to Michelin Cup 2s. There's a new rear wing with an optional gurney flap. Um, revised spring tuning, revised brake tuning, and then available So and then available exposed carbon trim and an upgraded 12-speaker sound system. So just a little bit extra. So it's aero, yeah. um, tires, and then revised braking and suspension, which is fantastic. They've just made it a little bit – they've tweaked it. Yeah, before it needs. It tells more. me that they're feeling a little pressure from their competition. Maybe, but I mean, still, those are pretty good upgrades. I mean, yeah, that's that's. And next year, it'll be a crossover. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Ford does say that one of the cars will be the Mustang, which I mean, it'd be insane for them not to. No, sell they the make Mustang. a lot. They sell a lot of them. Just like Ford and Chevy will never get rid of their pony cars. Right. The Camaro and the Mustang will always live on, and arguably, probably the Corvette too. Yeah. That that said is, you know, there's a questionable future right now for Dodge and Chrysler. Um, yes. Uh, Marcioni has started indicating that they may not be long for this world. It's 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 very weird time over at Chrysler. Absolutely. Um, Chrysler feels like they've been like on the border of failing for 20 years. Right. It, yeah. I mean, nobody's like, oh, I'm going to go check out the new Chryslers. And like, boy, no did he that. pull out the rug on that on the Viper rumors fast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so final bit of news, we're, we're classing it up a bit, uh, or at least Rolls Royce's Rolls Royce tried their hand at their own cars and coffee type event aimed at current Rolls Royce customers. So it's called, it was called cars and cognac and it was hosted at a farmhouse, like an upscale farmhouse in the Oxfordshire countryside. They invited current yeah. owners. There were three cars parked inside this, this, um, restaurant. And one of them was a phantom with a bespoke picnic hamper that held the the crystal and the cognac, and they had a cognac sommelier to do a full tasting. Now, the the cool the thing that I like is them thinking ahead, obviously, because you don't want to just have a, an event with cars, alcohol, and say, "Cool, have a safe drive home." Mm -hmm. um, you could either stay, you could then spend the night at the farmhouse, or be driven home in a Rolls Royce. <laughs> this sounds like more of a sales pitch than a car. But they're already customers. I mean, you're still selling them. On no, but this product. sounds like, oh, guys, you should come to this event. Wink, wink. We might. And then they show them a new car. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but they um, but the, the you know, my good thing is, you know, if you're already a Rolls Royce, a, a new Rolls Royce customer and you are like all about that lifestyle, they could definitely be like, oh, you have you have the Wraith. The Wraith is great. Um, we have the new. So they had two. So the Phantom was like the showpiece car. And then they had um, a Dawn from the Atomus collection, which is some like special run of bespoke Dawns or it's a Wraith or a Dawn. And then they had something from the Black Badge collection, which is aimed at younger potential mm -hmm. uh, Rolls Royce buyers. And the 
I actually think this car is pretty sick because it's all blacked out and it's the first time they've ever done a spirit of ecstasy, you know, the hood ornament yeah, yeah, yeah. in carbon fiber. Okay, that's, that's a little cool. That's pretty bitchin'. That'd be a pain in the ass to make, too. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah, because that's a lot of compound curves. That's, right. Yeah, that's difficult. So, so... It's probably way more expensive than just a normal it's metal It's funny. One. They thought, like, a Tesco parking lot was, was not good enough <laughs> no. for their Rolls-Royce nope. meetup. It was a, a very expensive, I don't fancy think that I've house. ever heard of, like, a mark that expensive having a, having a meetup. Like... You can't throw a rock without hitting a Mustang meetup. Yeah. Um, well, I made a joke in... Uh, so I wrote an article about that for Motor Authority. Uh, and I made a joke like, what other marquees would host such a thing themed around their ownership? And I said, could Subaru sponsor uh, a, a, a Cars and Vape Juice? And then could Mustang sponsor uh, like Cars and Adventurous but Scared Pedestrians? See, what you event? do in that is you just... It's just curbs galore yeah. and cutouts of people. And yeah. whoever takes out the most cutouts wins. Yeah. <laughs> nice. The new Shelby. So you can do it even faster. Yes. Um, so that's fun. Now, uh, move on to some of our own automotive news. I uh, drove the Audi R8 Spider here. Rough way to get here. Well, it's not the 602 horsepower V10 Plus. Oh. It's just the 532 horsepower base Spider. Well, then why'd you bother? Uh, the good thing about this car, though, as someone uh, on Instagram pointed out when I posted a picture of it because they work on these cars, is they prefer this one. They're, they're, a, te they're a technician, so mm -hmm. they, they work on these a lot. They prefer this car if they had to drive one because this comes with magnetic ride, whereas the V10 Plus comes with fixed sport suspension. And I think they're right. It's nicer to have the option. You know what that'll be, is that'll just be a, a special edition next year. Yeah, sure. That they'll charge more sure. for. Sure. They, they've been doing this in their RS cars, though. So, like, like the RS3 and the TTRS get a fixed, very firm yeah, suspension. Yeah, I mean, if you want a track suspension, there are How very few race cars that do magnetorheological. But, uh, but so, like, on, like, the TTRS and the RS3, who's taking that to the track? The, think Not about, like, the people. current, like, the second owner might, but the, the first owner isn't. No. But it's bragging rights too. But the car is the even after all these years, the Audi R8 is still very special. Um, it looks amazing. It's you know it's an Uricon underneath, so that's good. It sounds awesome. On the way here though, I got a low oil warning light, so I have to find a Pep Boys or an AutoZone and stop and top off the Audi. Yeah, you're not. The good news is you're not far from one. I saw a Pep Boys on the way here. Yeah, there's one right on Torrance Boulevard. Yeah, um, so I'm gonna stop there and hey, uh, what oil? I have, I'm gonna look it up so I don't have to go in and ask what oil does a you know, an Audi R8 take, they're like, because uh. I did that once I had um, like a Bentayga or something that I got a low oil warning light on. And mm -hmm. I was like, uh, I, what oil does a Bentley Bentayga? They're like, what year? I'm like, there's probably only one year listed in your machine, but you know how they have to go through. Oh, Riles has to go. Yeah. What year is that for? What year? What engine does it have? You know, run through the they, whole. And I guarantee they probably didn't have it in the system. Did they? Well, I mean, at least it's no, they had it, but at least it wasn't as bad as like I need a, a not a, something that doesn't pertain to a vehicle, and then they have to run through their system because they can't think outside the box. Yeah. Um, but whatever, the car is awesome. Uh, it's very expensive at one hundred and ninety-one thousand dollars. My favorite is also when they ask you what's the engine displacement. Yeah. Most most owners won't know, but my other favorite thing about that is that what's the engine displacement? And they ask me it on cars that only have one engine option. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will give it to you in cubic centimeters. Um, so I'm also swapping into um, the Black Panther preferred ride. I have the Lexus LC500 at home. Okay, I've driven it already. 
I know I love it. Now we're getting it to now, do some more do with it. Now, do you just drive around that with nothing but the first three seconds of an RTJ song in a loop? Just no, like I just I, everybody I see at a stoplight, I say Wakanda forever, and I make the I make the fucking pose, ah. and they go, they go, yeah, it's a pretty good movie, and then I drive away. I haven't um, watched it yet. You haven't seen Black Panther, dude? I haven't watched anything. I've been a little <sighs> occupied for the last year. Black Panther's good. Um, the car is fantastic. It's it sounds amazing. It's wildly comfortable inside it is it is the future of lexus it is is that the v8 or is that the turbo six v8 uh, no Which... no no this is the i want to say it's the what car no it's the v8 because i i had the ls500 i'm like oh man this v8's nice and i and i looked it up I'm like oh that was a turbo six i'm a dipshit the, because the v8 the lexus v8 is a great motor because this is a five liter v8 i i really enjoyed it in the IC, isf and the rcf um but from what I understand, that V8 is not long for this world. I'm I'm sure it isn't. I'm just gonna double check so I don't look like a complete fucking toolbox. Um, but yeah, this has this has this has the come on, where are you? Yes, the five liter V8. So it sounds awesome. It makes 471 horsepower. It is sweet, and the car Did looks. Did you say you're amazing. in the LC or the LS? LC. Oh, okay. I was in an, I was in an LS 500, and I thought it had a V8. And I looked up, I'm like, nope, I'm dumb. Is a very powerful. I thought you said LS five hundred. That's nope. why I asked. Nope. Okay. That, nope. Yeah, uh, that I think that's the LC is probably the swan song for that motor. Yeah, uh, because I think the GSF is out of production now. No, there's a new one for. Well, there's a 2019. They're doing a 10th anniversary edition of yeah. the RCF and the GSF that get special paint, special interior, special wheels, and they're very low production, but they're a decent price bump I, over I the standard car. I would love to have a GSF as a daily, but it's. They're so overpriced compared to their competition for for the, what you get out of them. Yeah, um, this one is a five thousand dollar premium over the regular GSF. The R, the, so the GSF tenth anniversary edition is five thousand over the base price of a GSF because GSF is already expensive. The RCF is surprisingly not that expensive base price, and so. Oh, the, but it ramps up fast. Well, the tenth anniversary edition is adds. It was either sixteen or eighteen thousand dollars to the base price. That's a little ridiculous. It is a it's a little ridiculous. But they're only building two hundred and forty examples of that one and a hundred examples of the GSF. And nobody will care because it's a Lexus. The color scheme is cool though. So think about the the F badge. It's it's a silver F on mm -hmm. with a blue background. These cars are like a flat a flat silver and then on the inside they have blue accents throughout the cabin and then the wheels are bbs they're black um so like just cool touches related to the mm -hmm. batch so you know at least they're doing something interesting i um, don't get me wrong i like the stuff lexus does it's just like it seems like they don't have kind of that crazy following that you could justify that kind of a price hike for things right you know, no, it's I not like you. a McLaren or like a Ferrari where you get a special edition and everybody goes, holy shit. Right. No, I hear you. I hear you. Now, uh, interesting truck I'm looking forward to next week. I get uh, the F-150 diesel. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. The contrast versus I, because I just had the, I just had the 2,500 uh, Duramax. Yeah. Um, and I'm towing a, the small Airstream, the base camp, mm -hmm. which is the little one. Uh, so, which I could tow with my Fiesta, by the way. Yeah, um, you can tow it with an SUV or. or um... And if you go to the UK at any point in the year, you will see people doing oh, yeah, that. Yeah, seriously. So the so the reason I booked this Airstream and then got something to tow with is my daughter's preschool is having a camping trip for the students over the course of the weekend, and it's tent camping, and I'm bringing an Airstream. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> because in the most ridiculously overpowered truck for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I almost got the 2500 HD, and I'm like, but then I was talking to Ford, like, we have the F150 diesel. I'm like, oh, I'm actually. Do you want to go full asshole? Well, here's. Here. Well, I, I almost have... got a Land Rover to tow it. So. Oh, that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want to go full asshole on this one, I can loan you a big ass Honda generator too. No, I don't need that. I can't go with that. No, that'd be that'd be like prime It'd be funny asshole. though. It would be funny. I'm already gonna be enough of a dick with and this. And be thing. operating like a big ass all TV night like, and or, like a deep like fryer, a, like a, a sodium light off a, a crab fishing boat. Um, <laughs> uh, what do you have car wise going on? Anything? Uh, nothing right now. I gotta call up page one and, and book something in the next week or week or so here, so I get stuff to talk about. Nice. Yeah. Good idea. I'm trying to think of what I have coming up. So, oh, so I told Chris this already. Uh, next. After the truck, I get the Camaro ZL1 finally. So we're very late on this car, but it mm -hmm. was it had a very busy it dance doesn't card. Make, make it not awesome. No, I'm very excited about it. Um, so yeah, I look forward to that. There will be a baby seat because ZL1 is a back seat, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, so the car seat will go in that. So we'll have fun with that. There's nothing else too crazy coming up. Um, vehicle wise, I'm working. Well, it's a little slow. Things. There's nothing crazy coming out right now. Yeah, there's some launches. There's a, there's people. I didn't get invited to this because I'm not that cool. Audi is launching their new Q8 in Chile. The Quate. The Quate. The Quate. Quate. I feel like you have to say it like Terrence and Philip. Quate. Quate. Uh, the Audi Quate. Um, that's that's a good joke. I like that. Um, I wish I was in Chile to drive that because they're doing it. They're near the Atacama. Like that high plain desert, which mm -hmm. is more akin to a Martian landscape than you mean the Earth. thing where the Top Gear guys took the uh, Viagra to, to stay cognizant. Yes, yeah. yes, um, which is such a good bit. Uh, that's like that's some prime Top Gear right there. Um, so that's our car news at the moment. I want to dip over. To, I want to dip to our questions. Um, sure. We're going to start with Patreon. Oh, somebody was uh, that same email was annoyed that I said the Patreon people are better than everybody else. It's a joke, even though it's true. Um, so I'm going to start <laughs> with um, you don't know where I'm coming from. Let's see. We only have two questions tonight on Patreon. So Dan Mosqueda asks, are you surprised by the IIHS crash results of the Explorer and the Grand Cherokee? The ex I don't know if you saw this today, but we'll go over it after. I saw the headline. I didn't get a chance to, to look at it. The yet. Explorer's structure was seriously compromised in the crash with 15 inches of intrusion at the lower door hinge pillar, which pushed the door sill six inches toward the dummy, greatly increasing the risk of injury. As for the Grand Cherokee, the passenger dummy's head actually hit the dashboard through the front airbag and the side airbag didn't even go off. And this is was uh, offset crash test. I only got one thing to retort. Your the, mom gets fifteen inches of intrusion. Wow, wow. <laughs> the grand she's into um, cuck cuck old porn. Uh, the Grand Cherokee's door opened during the collision as well. Overall, both vehicles earned a poor rating. Excuse me. The two best performers were the VW Atlas and the Kia Sorento, both of which earned good scores in every metric. And the Kia, I noticed, earned uh, IIHS. Plus, well, it needs to have some sort of redeeming factor. Uh, the Sorento's good. The Sorento's I know good that they're good, but like no, no, the Sorento's still, fine. Like, uh, uh, it's just it, it's so bland. It's bland, but it, it's inside is nicely laid out. Um, so it, the the yeah. the good the the excuse working on the favor of the Explorer and the Grand Cherokee is that they underneath it all, even though they look shiny and new, the platforms are old at this point. Yeah, well, and and it's a relative term because these still probably would have been like. They would have aced probably every exam 10 years ago. 
Yeah, but but that's a, that's I guess this is the most difficult test is the offset crash test. Oh yeah, yeah, no, because it's basically you just hit square onto a headlight. Yeah. Um. um so so yeah. It, it's not good. These results are not good for those vehicles. Um. However, I mean, it, they got their engineers have to be cranking like crazy to rectify it. I would assume. But a lot of SUV buyers won't pay attention because they're just going to go America. Yeah, I want the Jeep. I want the Ford. And yeah, no, you're right. Um, um, but but there are a lot of people who still pay attention to I, consumer I don't know how, stuff. How can you, if, if you're one of those manufacturers, how can you afford to be miss the mark on that so much? Because those vehicles are now 100% their bread and butter. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I mean, maybe they just know they're like, just let this one go because the next one is only two years out. And uh, and the platform is so much better because of high strength steel and, and cra- crash boxes. I mean, who knows? But yeah. But like the Atlas is newer. The Kia Sorento has been redesigned. So mm-hmm. um, Ryan Morris says, long time listener, first time caller. With how batshit crazy Formula D cars have become, example, twin supercharged Ferraris, nitrous twin turbo, 1400 horsepower monsters at all. And we love them. Oh, yeah. What would your dreams dream build be? Personally, anything personally, anything with the nitrous anti-lag gets me going. What would your dream FD build be? Oh, dream FD. Uh Give me a minute on that if you've okay. got something to go I with. don't have anything, but be, I, I'm one of my favorite. What? 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 You gotta go turbine. What? A turbine engine? Oh, turbine engine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're thinking, uh, yeah, you gotta say like America, Francois. You gotta say like America. Um, I was like, a turbine? Like the hat? A uh, turbine <laughs> with a centrifugal supercharger. Um, no, see, I just want, because turbines take forever to spool up. Like the idea is awesome, but the yeah yeah lots of you need um you need you need torque you need lots of torque you need nitrous you need turbos but the I think so the the vehicle I don't know if this is my dream build but I the vehicle that inspired me to want to do the wombat there's it's somewhere in Europe there's a diesel drift W123 wagon with like a smokestack out the hood that lifts wheels. Lifts an inside wheel as it drifts. That thing is fucking rad. Um, but as for a dream drift build, I'd probably want to go something obnoxious and American. Just you know, like to maybe something with like a Duramax or or. No, or no, 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 no. I don't. I don't need to go that route. I'm thinking, and I'm not thinking engine at this point. I'm thinking like what, like like a Ford Granada or something. You know, like I, you know, and, and this isn't a dream car, but I would find it endlessly entertaining. Is a drift uh, Grand National. I, I thought you, I, oh, I swear to God, I, I thought I'm, I, in my head I said Chris is going to say Grand National, and it's a good answer. Yeah, it's, and it's, I, it's not that it's good, it's just very amusing. It'd be funny to do, even though this would be terrible, this would be a terrible idea, is do one of the big body Cadillacs so that the other car has no room. Yeah. <laughs> or a Caprice Classic wagon. Oh, yeah. Like a Roadmaster or something. Which too. actually would be, yeah, oh, a Buick Roadmaster with the wood paneling. But a, but an actual good competitive answer and you'd have to like just absolutely rebuild the entire under the chassis of this car would be a fox body um they're not from what i understand they're not particularly good the wheelbase is too short but i'm saying you'd like you'd basically tube chassis it at this point and like fox body yeah. the body yeah um, like like full nascar level underneath it like give it to von gittin cuz he probably knows people to get it yeah. done. The other thing I also like, um, Euro Escorts. Done. Euro Escorts for that would be really cool, too. Okay, I And like that's that much one. more, like, 
you can buy like a French spec uh, left-hand drive oui. escort yes. for like $3,000 and have it shipped here for like another couple grand. That's a good answer. Um, uh, and the parts are plentiful and inexpensive for those. It'd be funny to see a Z31 era Nissan 300ZX because that car doesn't get any love and just have it like look still look like droopy shit in the nose and then have it just be a monster underneath. Yeah. That or uh, another one that I've always found amusing, but I don't know how good it'd be for drift, but an S10, but where the engine was mid-mounted. We're on the in, same page. I was in, literally in just going to say in the truck. In the uh, mid-engine uh, S10. I think engine rules are strict. I don't know if you'd be able to move it you would have to set it way back into the cabin i don't think you could come in from the back which would be doable yeah it would be doable um but i think there's a rules on engine placement like that there's a way that osbo gets away with his car but it's because they offer like a rear wheel drive variant of that toyota or there's something weird about it um and i don't know the rules very well um but let's move to twitter questions that was a good question though um al at Berube is Bozy real? Bozy is very real, and he's he's the smartest man on Twitter, which isn't difficult, but it's true. Yes. Um, the bar on Twitter has been set very low by yeah. very high powered by everybody. These days. By everybody, yeah, we could be like the dollop with their ad reads where they just shit on Trump. Um, Team Radar Love at Midnight Drifto. How many years away are we from Prowlers being ironically cool? I hate the Prowler, but I wouldn't be surprised if it becomes ironically cool within the next 10 years. The unfortunate thing is, is the Prowler was like, it was a little more thought and design away from being cool. The fact that they didn't stuff a V8 in it is just a goddamn tragedy. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Uh, David Baltazar at Standard Six Speed. Formula E announced a new real-time eSports concept recently. Basically, fans can race with the pros during the actual race in real-time discuss. That sounds fucking awesome. That is a great It sounds way. awesome, but it's dumb because there's no consequence for somebody racing remotely versus somebody racing in real life. Yeah. So you can play totally video game style and be like, sorry. I wonder, though, if they'll have like... Um, if they'll be able to monitor like trollish driving and be like, um, or if it's just be like strictly ghost laps where you're not bumping into other players, but you, you're like just going for time. I don't know. Some kid's mom comes in pissed off and just unplugs. the Yeah, console. exactly. He's like winning, beating the, the real time. Tommy, I told you to do your goddamn homework. Yeah. Uh, ben Roger at Ben Roger. I think that's how you pronounce it, Ben. It's R-O-G-E-T. So I would go with Roger. Yep. What are your What are your top three mistakes every young car enthusiast makes? Um, Motor do, before suspension and braking. Yeah, that's that's one of mine. Um, ugly body kits when the car probably looks better without them. Um, too loud an exhaust, which I did because it just draws attention from the wrong people. Doing an audio system and not making sure your body panels don't rattle when you listen to that system. Doing an audio system and not doing the wiring properly because I've had a couple of friends burn their cars to the ground when we were in high school and college doing that. Um, yeah. Um, but but yeah. I, I, one of the, the top, top ones is um, adding power before adding uh, the ability for the chassis to handle it and the car to stop. Especially the cars you can afford at that age, right. generally speaking, need a lot of suspension and brake work. You'll get better. Um, you'll you'll get a, become a better driver if you have a, a just a potent chassis um, with an underpowered car. You will catch. You should take it to high performance driving schools, and you will find that you will catch people as you get better and better. You will catch people with more power also, when your chassis ne- is sorted. Don't neglect your tires. <laughs> 
Yes. Because that's one thing that like, and I know I was guilty. Tires are affordable too. Well, they are for us now, but six hundred dollars for a set of tires when we were eighteen. Yeah, but was you can like, get you can shit. get de- like there are some good deals for some mid grade tires on Tire Rack, like because we're yeah. we're always like, uh, how much are Cup Twos right now? <laughs> well, not for my car, um, but I that thing runs Michelin Defenders, which I I don't even know what they are corner because I got them from free from Michelin, but they're cheap. They're very cheap. And tires. what car are they on? They're on the Mercedes. They're so on the Benz. Yeah, who cares? Which is getting a ton. Of, I should talk about that. Before we go to uh, the Facebook questions, um, so the Benz died on me. I took How? it. I took it to get dinner. I, we ordered takeout. I went to pick the takeout up. I walked in, got the takeout, walked back to the car. The key. Um, so it wasn't battery because radio comes on, gauges turn on, mm-hmm. uh, but no, no click at all, like nothing. Oh, starter was dead, huh? No, no, the wiring is trash so all of that wiring the guy i took it to a shop that i've been wanting to try that's basically around the corner from my house um that has a couple other cool it's just a small shop with like three other benzes in there right now Mm -hmm. one guy wrenches on all of them um and he knows his shit and they they even handle some of the mechanical work for the irvine classic center which rebuilds 300 sls and clk gtr mm-hmm. um there's two classic centers in the world one's in germany one is five minutes from my house which is random um but so he he we've been talking via text it's cool he's updating me via text as he's working on the car which is also very cool um the there was some battery positive wiring that was frayed and open so like if something touched it it could have been very bad mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that it's old wiring, and that engine bay, he said it's, it was one of the smaller cars they were building with one of the bigger engines at that time period. So it's a, it, the engine bay gets hot. Um, well, that and starter wires also get a lot of current that goes through them, right. which put, heats them up so that heating cooling cycle takes its toll, resistance goes up, and then it's just right. cumulative. Yeah, he bypassed the starter relay to start it to make sure it starts, and that's fine. So now he's looking for the starter relay because the starter relay isn't sitting where it's supposed to be sitting in the manuals, which is weird. Um, so he's Sounds diagnosed. like somebody bodged it before. Yeah, it could be that as well. It definitely sounds like that as well. But he's taking his time, and, and he's he's working on it um, slowly, which is fine because they have a couple of – there's a car that needs a trans, but it's still in one of the lifts getting work done because yep. I had to go in and pick up my um, – bike mount because i left that in the car and i needed that for some other stuff um but i'm very happy the car is getting i'm gonna send while it's there i was telling about other stuff i want to have looked at um my odometer has never worked and i just want to get that working and i figured you know maybe it's the speedo cable so i ordered a new speedo cable and it's it the speedo cable came in and i was telling him that he's like oh no if if your odometer works if your speedometer works it's not the speedo cable Mm -hmm. he's like it's it's just the gate the gauges have plastic gearing behind them and that just wears so it's funny you should bring this up there is actually a very very good gauge shop right down the street from here he has one Okay. He has a gauge shop in Costa Mesa. I was like, oh, fuck, what's that cost? He's like, I don't know, 200 bucks. He's like, oh, then definitely do that. Send it out, get my gauge cluster, like, all freshed up. And the Rio stat in the back of it, which, because uh, the, the brightness, can't see shit at night. Yeah. You can see, like, like I think I can see that it, when I'm at 40, I think like that's the yeah, only thing that's illuminated. you could probably actually convert that to LED. I know, I've thought about that. Pretty so. cheap. I've thought about that as well. But he's going to, we're going to send it out, get that working as well. Basically... I've had some people saying like, well, you said you're going to sell the car to help fund the Wombat. Why are you fixing it? Not just you, Francois. Uh, other people have asked me that. Um, I was like, well, because when I go to sell it, I want to hand the keys over and be like, this car is fucking 
mechanically flawless at the moment. Like you're golden. Um, that's my goal. And also so that I can Here's list Here's the one thing is I understand the sentiment of wanting to do that. The difference between you selling it broken and versus you selling it fixed, you're never going to make up the difference. No, I know. But I'm not, it. but the thing is I'm not fixing. So like, I'm most likely not going to do the AC cause that'd be very cost prohibitive. Yeah. Um, so, so like there's a few things that I, that I won't do, but I just want to make sure that the engine is, is strong. That, I mean, that's probably a good way to put it. So, like, when you go out, it, you start. Then it, it reliably starts when you're showing the it's car. It's not leaking oil. It starts up. It you know it does all this shit. So, like, it should be good to go. That's that's basically. I remember, is yours a V8 or the straight six? No, it's a straight six. Okay. Yeah. Um, then it, I mean, if you get the starter worked out and it's not leaking any fluids, it's probably going to run for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what. That's yeah. That's straight what I'm hoping. Sixes are. Generally so, speaking, really good as far as reliability when they're low tech like that. Yeah, um, I'm also so I also stopped by. So that shop is Caddy Corner, basically from the shop where the uh, the Wombat is. Oddly enough, they're on the same street, ah. um, which is funny. So I stopped over to the Wombat and I had a chat with the shop owner, and he told me realistically, number wise, where he is, what he thinks it's going to cost in labor, and it's not it's it's high, but it is within what I assumed this will actually cost. So I'm in the level where now I said to him, um, can we build this out over a few months so that I don't have to go, here's, a, here's I don't have the money to go, here's X. Yeah. Just start building. Can we go like, here's some. Here's six and easy then we, installments we do of 1999. Not, here's yeah. some of it. Let's build. He's, he said, I would want some of it up front so that we can work for a few months and then be like, all right, we're here. Let's go with the next payment. And I'm like, that's totally fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to try it. I, through being on the Smoking Tire podcast, there was a guy who said he's interested potentially in the engine and trans, the Hemi. He has a 66 Dodge who Cornet. What the fuck is a Smoking Tire? Sorry. <laughs> I was on Matt's... <laughs> Matt Farah's podcast. And uh, so he, some guy, he forwarded me an email. This guy is a 66 Cornet. He's like, yeah, I'm really, he's like, I have, he said, I have a thousand dollars stashed away from the wife to spend. I'm like, I know that feeling, buddy. Um, <laughs> so the, um, he, uh, he said, I'd be interested in the engine and trans. And honestly, if I could sell the engine and trans, and I think it's worth more than that, but if I can get someone to spend at least a thousand dollars on it. Oh, you should be, yeah. Easy. Ideally, I'd like to get two thousand for it, but we're it's missing bits. Um, but the problem is he's in Denver, and I don't think I want to deal with shipping. No, tell him to come pick the pick it up. If well, I think I think I might just say I've looked into it. Um, I'm I'm seeing quotes for shipping for like high threes to low fives, and it's just like then you gotta you gotta pallet it. You got You can get someone to pick it up, but it's cheaper to go to a to a depot and drop it off, and then have him have a depot on his end to pick it up. And it just seems like kind yeah, of. Yeah, I, I would say that if if he's really that serious about buying it, just tell him, all right, pay me cash, and then you deal with the remainder of no, getting it done. I know. I might just list it on Craigslist and do it that way, and just be done with it. Um, it doesn't have the wiring harness anymore, but but people can work around that. The, the, those a, wiring harnesses are like nothing. Well, also Holly makes cars. a kit too if you want to go that. Like if someone actually has the money to build a proper Hemi hot rod. Um, and Mopar people usually know that they got to spend money, so at least that's good. But So the engine and trans, supposedly, when they came out of the Dodge Ram they came out of, uh, had 40,000 miles on it. So mm-hmm. it should be low mileage. We've never put it together. You know, I've never gotten to test any of that, so I'm going to have to put that in the ad. But um, I spent 2500 to buy that, 
and if I could sell it for as low as fifteen hundred, I'd I'd be like, all right, good, it's gone, fucking get out. But now I gotta find an LQ or an LS and trans to get in. Go the LS, it's so much lighter. Yeah, but an LQ is is the engine that was in that thing to begin with was a fucking anvil. Yeah, no, I'm aware. It's just there's not that huge of a price differential between getting them. Yeah, we'll see. I was going to talk to Bozy um, to help me maybe track one down for like super cheap. Um, we'll well see you could happens. even get one. Here's the thing is those motors are so well known and everybody knows how to work on them. You could get one that was relatively tired, but rebuild needed, it. but needed, um, you know, bearings and, and, uh, and rings. Yeah. And probably be perfectly fine. Yeah. Because I, I, once I get the, the, the car running, uh, and driving, uh, I'm, I don't plan on selling this one for a while. I mean, obviously everything's always for sale, but, um, this one's going to be kind of like a more long-termer, um, yeah, it just sucks that the, the, the Hemi thing didn't work out for you, but I mean, logistically it's just a bitch. It was going to be a really funny joke. Um, <laughs> but I but a really expensive joke. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it it's, this isn't going to be cheap to do, which is why I'm going to have to sell the blue car. Yeah to help finance it. I'm still looking for sponsorship. Um, nobody's that eager to sponsor this build. Go figure. Um, but I'm, I'm still on the hunt for it. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, I might just have to work uh, extra I'm glad hard. At the very least, you're going with a known quantity that like everything's going to be available. The only thing you really have to do are custom motor mounts and a custom drive shaft. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Um, the, I really like the builder. I really like the shop. I could ride my bike there. It's, I could walk there. It's that close. Um, so it's just I gotta, financially, I got to figure out how I'm going to make this work is really what it is. Um, and I will. So uh, let's move on to first Burke Facebook questions. Greg Pallet asks, what's your favorite U.S.? This is a good question. What's your favorite U.S. police car? Tahoe PPV, Caprice, Crown Vic, Blues Brothers, Dodge Monaco, something else? What do you think? Uh, the Holden base one's kind of cool, too. Oh, um, the, the new Caprice. Yeah. Yeah. Those are great. I see those for sale. Um, you're supposed to be oh, a cop a to buy them. Car but, oh, I would for, love that as a daily. It's basically an SS that's uh, like a four-inch longer there's wheelbase. there's six liters in those? They're LS2s, but I think the last ones were like LS3s. Yeah, they. I would assume they would have to be, right? Yeah. Um, my favorite, I really love the um, the uh, Fox Body Highway Patrol cars. I think those were fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, um, likewise, Florida had um, fourth-gen F-Body Camaros. Nice, As, because they needed them because everybody was out Wide running open them. stretches. Yeah, yeah. I think I would probably just go with that as my favorite, being the um, the for me that Fox Body Highway car. Um, um I kind of like yeah, for for some weird reason, I like the the nineteen eighties Caprice cop cars, the boxy ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and just, I also I also like the old like sixties. I think Polaris. Those are cool. Oh too. yeah, yeah. They love those too. Um, it's just it's it's one of those things. Like I think it's just. It's like watching so many movies over the years. Like yeah. you always look back and you're like, "Oh yeah, the Caprice." Right. They were everything. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yep. I agree. Uh, Talmadge Elton Gardner. Do worse cars feel faster to you as well? I'm looking to replace my C6 with something like an E500 coupe, which is almost as fast, but it feels so sedate, which is likely due to how well it's built. Do you guys get that same sensation between cheap, fast cars and fast, well-built ones? I mean, there's something to be said there. Uh, NVH. 
in an E500 is going to be better than in a C6 Corvette. They're very different beasts. Very different. Although the the funny thing is, is like, like if I'm in the Fiesta, everything feels like it's on fast forward. Yeah. Because it's so little. Right. But then I get in the Corvette and like, I, I ran into this, like I didn't drive the, the Corvette on my daily route all that often going from San Pedro up here when I was mm-hmm. moving. And when I took it up here, I, I, I get on the highway and I'm like, what? I'm going really fast. And I didn't realize it. And I looked down at the speedometer and I was doing 130. Wow. Um, <laughs> because it felt at Jesus 130. Christ. It felt like the Fiesta did. I was expecting you to say like 90. Or 70. Uh, nice. That's funny. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty quick. Whoa, well, it's like you're in sixth gear and it's turning like 2,700 RPM. That's crazy. Is that LAX traffic you can hear? Yeah. Wow. Well, they they go out over the ocean and they loop back around. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, Buddy Daniels asks, which would you prefer, a C6 Grand Sport or regular C7? Both used, both manual, both have the same mileage, both can be found for $32,000. I, you'd probably pick C6 Grand Sport, I'm assuming. Well, it depends on what the purpose is. If you're looking to make it a track car, the C6 Grand Sport's going to be more capable, and the motor is much more robust and easier to mod. Um, daily driver, daily, though, C7's probably better. Daily driver, the, the seats are so much better on the yeah. C7. The, I mean, the whole interior is better. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, There's no doubt about that. But, I mean, if you're looking for a track car, the Grand Sport will... The Grand Sport's basically... You know, it's their version of a GT3. Yeah. No, Grand Sport's a great car. Um, last question. I like this question. Very simple from Tommy Leroux. Metallica or Megadeth? Ugh. Metallica. Neither. Faith no more. <laughs> uh, I like Metallica. Um, so there you go. That's that on those cars. Um, that's it. I think we just did a proper episode. Like with the news and, and like our updates, format and, like old school. Yeah. And I think next time, good. fingers crossed, we'll actually be up in the quote unquote new studio. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to make a finger joke, but I'm going to stop. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Chris, tell everybody about Shout Engine. Uh, it's a place where you can host your podcast and put your stuff um, so that you can do a show like this and get questions from people that uh, you don't know on the internet and mm-hmm. some of which will complain about the quality of your show. Um, but that's okay because that's podcasting and being on the internet in general. Um, so yeah, go over, uh, get your free podcast and all that fun stuff at shout engine. And Chris doesn't care if you pay attention to him on social media. No, because Um, I don't do it. I I, I promised last week I'm going to try and be a little better, but like after I've sorted out moving into the new place, I'm going to get back into the whole normal work schedule. So, uh, as for me, I do care because I love you all. Follow me on Twitter at Hooniver. No, I'm on Jay Glucker on Twitter. I'm at Hooniverse Jeff on pretty much everything else. Follow our YouTube channel. Go to Hooniverse.com to read and, and look at the pictures. Go, um, go to Instagram. You already said that one. Um, rate and review this podcast, which is a thing I think people still say and do all that good stuff. And, um, we will see you guys soon. Hopefully the, uh, I don't know if the Benz will be back by next week cause he's taking his time on it, but I said he could, I will have an update on the Airstream and the F one fifty. Nope. Nope. No, I won't. Cause that'll be the following weekend, but I will tell you more about the Lexus LC 500. We can do yes, that. That I don't want to hear about. And I'm going to try and score a press car for next week as well. There you go. Wakanda forever. Bye. Bye.